Hello everyone, I'm Charlotte. And I'm Dina. Welcome to The Grim Curriculum. So today's episode is a little different. I am so excited for this, (laughs) oh my god. me too. So we're not covering a murder case, a mystery, or even a cryptid. Today we're going to be covering something much closer to home for many of you. That's right. So a few weeks ago we asked you guys to email us your stories regarding paranormal experiences and oh my goodness... We did not expect this kind of response. No, you guys are crazy. Your stories are awesome. Thank you. So our overall format's going to be a little bit different today. We're going to take turns reading your guys' stories. Yeah. Put our uh, reading skills to the test today. Let's, uh, yeah. We'll see how it goes. Great. Let's do this. Seriously, first of all, thank you to everyone who took the time to email us. We really, really enjoyed reading all of your stories. And if you do still have a story that you'd like to share with us, we would love to read it. Like, I feel like this is going to be an ongoing thing. Hopefully. Yeah. As long as you guys have stories that you'd like us to read, we will keep making these fucking episodes. And if you enjoy us reading said stories, too. Yeah, absolutely. So, if you do have a story and you want us to read it, please send your submissions to us at thegrimcurriculum at gmail.com. Also, if you have other episode suggestions, feel free to share those with us too. We always love hearing from you guys. Absolutely. Also, if you do have other episode suggestions, feel free to share those with us too because we love hearing from you guys. So today we're going to be sharing some of our favorites and honestly, some of these are pretty bone chilling. You're not kidding. Like we have some amazing submissions here and it's funny because I've had a few people tell me that they enjoy relaxing to our podcast or even listening to it as they fall asleep and this episode is going to be perfect for that. This is the Grim Curriculum's Ghostly Bedtime Stories. Alright friends, so get ready for some tales regarding ghosts, aliens, and even a case of possession. Yeah. Alright, so we're going to dive right in. We're going to start things off with a good old-fashioned alien story. I loved reading this one. Huge shout out to Tyler for this submission. Do you believe in aliens, Dina? Oh my goodness. I absolutely do. I don't even care who knows it. (laughs) I openly and fully believe that it would be ridiculous to assume that there isn't life on other planets. I mean, statistically speaking. Exactly. Like, have you ever seen the mock-ups of, like, how big the universe actually is? Like, those videos... It's it's horrifying. Yes. Yeah, like, where it like zooms out and zooms and out. And it zooms doesn't out. stop zooming out. Like, I don't know. But have they visited us? Like, yeah. You know what? I don't care. Yes, I think they have too. But like what makes me terrified is the idea that there might not be life anywhere. I like, agree. What? I think that is the more terrifying exactly. to be alone in the universe. Exactly. Like, to me, that's a lot more terrifying is, like, what if it's just us? What if we are the only ones left? <laughs> like, there, that to me is horrifying. I would rather have, like, little green men than I... be fully, truly alone. Yeah, yeah. I, I have to admit, actually, it just occurred to me, Um, one of my illogical fears, unreasonable fears, however you want to call it. I'm not scared of too many things, but when I was a kid, um, and maybe some of you out there have also listened to this, but my dad put on religiously Jeff Wayne's War of the Worlds musical. It came out in the 70s. Richard Burton narrates it in his gorgeous voice, and it's a musical version of War of the Worlds, and it traumatized me to the point where even sometimes I'll be like laying awake at night and I'll be like, what if it, what if a hostile alien invasion takes up? Like that's a I, genuine fear of mine. I just picture you as like this, this small child at like family dinner with that like just <laughs> blaring in the he, background. Everyone's laughing, but you're just like terrified staring into the distance. It's funny because it's come full circle for me now. Like he had it on cassette tape that I would... 
uh, hear him listening to on his Walkman, like his cassette Walkman, and then he also had it on a CD version, and there was like four CDs, and now, because me and my sister have kind of bonded over the trauma of it, we <laughs> both have it on vinyl. <laughs> That's amazing. But yeah, that it's genuinely a fear of mine, a hostile alien invasion. So I, I really liked E.T., when oh, I was younger, yeah. so but good. I was only like I would only watch the first part of the movie because after he gets <laughs> sick, like it, oh, it would literally go from like yes. being the greatest movie ever, yeah. this like alien pal, to all of a sudden he's dying and there's like bad men coming to get him. But like I don't know, I just I've always thought about aliens and kind of what my thoughts are, but like they're out there. The, I absolutely agree with you. I mean, based on like yeah, how vast the known universe is, and I mean yes, it's all just theories. We have haven't proved it we haven't been to the ends of the universe but like mind-blowing stuff like I'm not gonna get too too far into it because I've already talked too much about this and we don't have time for the rabbit hole that will open up if we get going on the UFO shit so let's get into the story yes okay this one gave me chills okay okay all right Charlotte take it away all right so this one again from Tyler so here we go so, my name is Tyler. On Twitter, I am Mr. Underscore Metal 92. So, shout out on Twitter. Yo. So, back in 2016, I had seen many UFOs. My family and I were living with my grandma on a farm. Just a few days before, I had seen some UFOs outside while playing Pokemon Go. So, this was around late August. What a time to be alive. Pokemon Go. The time Go. of Pokemon oh. Go. When oh. we all knew true peace right? and community. Oh. One night, I was outside smoking after everyone else had gone to sleep. I was trying to hide the fact that I smoked at the time. So there I am, standing in the garage smoking. I was on my phone. It was just like any other night. I noticed a bright light out in the field. Thought it was just a car as there were roads behind the field. I was just about done with my cigarette and I heard a noise. I looked up but didn't see anything around me. But as I went back to look at my phone, I saw something. What was it? I'm not sure, but it was a large white figure. This is giving me signs, vibes, and that movie also traumatized me. I, I, we keep bringing it up, but the the scene in the birthday yep, party where yep. it walks apart. Yeah, anyway. I'm getting Slender Man vibes from this, which Ooh, is just like making me extra ooh, nervous. Okay, don't like that either. All right, back to okay. it. What was it? I'm not sure, but it was a large white figure. It was standing behind one of the barns. It was an equipment storage barn. It had big doors on both sides. It was standing in the back watching me. I ignored it at first. Tyler, Tyler you're Tyler. so brave. How, oh, Tyler? I would like... Oh my, oh god. my god. I would just start like screaming violently. I, I would just be like, are my eyes deceiving me? I don't... Oh, okay. I have no like survival skills when it comes to stuff like that because I would just like default to just like a shrill. Like I, I would scare it. I can't even imagine. Uh, but anyway, uh, I ignored it at first, went back to my phone, but then when I looked up again, it was standing in front of the barn, about 50 feet away this, at this point. I'm a large man, around 6 foot 7 and 300 pounds. This thing was bigger. Bigger is in all caps. It looked curious, but it scared the hell out of me, and it kept moving towards me. Nope. Oh. My first thought was to throw the cigarette at it and run, so that's what I did. <laughs> love it. Fair enough. I ran into our indoor porch and I locked the door. I then ran inside and locked our kitchen door. When I did, it was at the outside door watching me. Ugh. Oh my god. But it was at least nine feet tall, humanoid, pure white, and glowing. I was so terrified. I do not blame you, Tyler. 
I ran upstairs and sat in my bed. A bright light then flew around the house and then disappeared. It was absolutely terrifying to me, and to this day, I still see UFOs all around. Oh my lord, Tyler! Oh my god, Tyler, I am so sorry. (laughs) I love that you threw your ciggy at it. I know, right? He's like, meh, be gone. Yep, no, honestly, like, that's horrifying, like... There, I've heard so many stories that are similar to this, and they often occur on these, like, rural properties like that. Well, I feel like that makes sense, because, well, I I feel like they'd be more likely to go to a more isolated spot than a more populated area to kind of scope things out, you know? Yeah, and you know what, you're right, like, this really assigns vibes 100%, especially at watching you from the outside Mm, like that. No thanks. no. Okay, so first off, Tyler, amazing start to the episode. Thank you so much for your submission. All right, so off to a solid start. I I really liked the UFO story. Me too, that was fun. That was good. I love UFO stories. This next story is a good old-fashioned haunted house story that the writer has called One House, Two Stories. This is from Ulysses Gaming, so thanks so much for the submission, Yuli. All right. It's my time. Yes, go for it. Okay. I'm ready. I've never experienced paranormal events that I couldn't debunk, but when I was in high school living with my family, we moved to this house in the middle of California. My family thought it was haunted, but I never believed them. Can I just say, classic horror movie setup right off the bat. Oh my god, that's so true. Right off the bat. Yeah, kid moves into a new house. They're always in California, these stories too, right? Yeah, always. Because it's supposed to be like, oh, it's so sunny and beautiful and nice, and we got this gorgeous house. I know this wasn't the situation, but I'm picturing, like, Beach Boys playing in the background. <laughs> and, like, the family rolling in. I don't know why it's the 70s Surfboards. in my mind. Yeah, so. yeah. All right. I have two stories, one from my sister and one from my mom at that house. My sister and her cousin were hanging out in the living room watching TV while I was in my room finishing up a project for history. While working on the project, both my cousin and my sister ran into my room. They were crying that the camera we have on a shelf took a picture with the flash out of nowhere, and when they went to see the picture, it was a photo of a man sitting on the furniture, and they weren't in the photo. (sighs) Yeah. When I went to check the camera, there was no photo, so I was at a loss. To this day, they believe the photo was real. I believe them. I don't know if I would- I just got goosebumps! I I swear to God, I just got goosebumps. I- yeah- The flash going off. I don't know why that... Again, I know this is a modern story, but in my head I'm picturing like an old-timey camera with like the big flash. I totally am too. That's so weird that my mind went there. But even still, if it wasn't... It's a digital camera, I'm assuming. So like the the little like red light and then the flash. Don't like it. No, no, no thank you. Alright, so this is the second story. Now for my mom. We had family over from Mexico staying with us for a few days. They also had paranormal experiences. My uncle, by marriage, his mom, had a true experience. My mom was checking in on everyone, and she saw my uncle's mom waiting by the bathroom. She asked her if she's all right. She said yes, she's just waiting for whoever entered the bathroom to leave. But when my mom knocked, no one answered. She opened the door because it wasn't locked, and no one was inside. My uncle's mom saw someone open the door, enter the bathroom, and close the door. Everyone was outside. No one besides my uncle's grandma and my mom were in that house. That's freaky. But also inconvenient. Because you're, you're, um... I have to pee, sir. Like, yeah. I don't have time for hauntings right now. No. I need to go to the bathroom. Yeah, get out. Oh, honestly, like... I just... The, also, the aspect of, like, a, a ghost in the bathroom scares me. Because, like, what if you're just minding your own business, having a shower, 
and then you pull back the shower curtain and there's like a ghostly apparition sitting on your toilet. Just watching you shower. And I, I'm blind as a bat. I typically wear my contacts, but I don't always wear my contacts when I'm in the shower. So if I like pulled back the shower curtain and I could see like the figure of someone in the bathroom with me, I'd probably shit my pants. Oh, I'm blind as a bat. Like that, that's like one of my biggest fears. Cause like when you don't have your glasses and you need them, like I'm full Velma. Like oh, it's, same, it's terrible. Same. I can't see six inches in front of my exactly. face. Exactly. That was a really, really great one. So there's a few different types of hauntings, but this sounds like it could have been either like intelligent, residual, or maybe even both. Yeah, because like a an intelligent haunting is essentially when someone's spirit remains behind, but they have the ability to choose what they're doing, essentially. This often leads to like more interactive hauntings. The camera being used in the first story is a good example, although you could probably classify something like that as like a poltergeist. Um, a poltergeist will often do things that are seen as mischievous, so like messing around with like two girls and messing with them in that way kind of makes sense for that. But not to get too like into the different types of spirits and all of that, but I find it interesting because a poltergeist is the most likely to occur during a time when there are like preteen slash teen oh. girls, especially ones that are going through like puberty and stuff yeah, like that. That's yeah. when those activities are most likely to happen. Interesting. So those details weren't included, but I'm genuinely curious as, as to like how old everybody was. Puberty is not hard enough. Now you got ghosts. Now you got ghosts throwing shit around your yeah, house. No, thank you. So the bathroom experience really makes us think about residual hauntings. These hauntings are described as basically the ghost or spirit doing things on repeat. So it isn't the entity choosing what they're doing and interacting with the living, but almost as if they're doing things on repeat without realizing it. So kind of like a tape on a loop. Thank you so much for your uh, submission, Yuli. We hope wherever you live now is a little less haunted and a lot more peaceful yes, than this house. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much. Our next story is a short one, but it tugged at our heartstrings and we really loved it. So we had to include it. So this is from username Stale Moves. So here we go. This one happened earlier this year. My grandfather passed away and we were making preparations for the funeral. I had tried to find a pair of cufflinks for him to wear in his coffin and I searched his suitcase and everywhere I could to find his specific pair. I couldn't find them and so I bought a new pair for him so I can continue other preparations. A couple nights after, I had a dream he told me they were in his suitcase. The next day, I woke up, checked the same suitcase I definitely checked before and there they were, his cufflinks. He was buried wearing them as per his wishes. I love that I story. I like that. He Thank was you like, so much. Yo, no, 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 no. I asked for those cufflinks. Yeah, this is how it's done. Here they are. I love that. There's something honestly really beautiful about yeah, that story. So thank you so much for it's sharing very comforting. it with us. Thank yeah, you so much, like Stale Moves. We appreciate it. We got to throw in a little bit of like not completely horrifying stuff yes, in here for you guys. I, so. I really, I, I don't really know where I stand on the whole ghost thing. I love hearing people's stories because it helps me think through it. Mm -hmm. But like the, the comforting ones like that, I really appreciate. Absolutely. I like that. The next story involves a haunted middle school. Oh Can you imagine? Imagine dying oh. and haunting your middle school. Man, you, even uh. now, if I woke up tomorrow and I was back in grade seven. I'd be pissed. I think I just yeet myself into a lake. I don't know about you, but I didn't exactly have a great time in my early teens. So the idea of being stuck in a middle school for the rest of eternity, it doesn't sit well with I me I think I'd just all. become like a little asshole of a ghost, just like being a bitch to everybody around me because I was angry Oh, I'd be pissed. It. Yeah, I'd be like throwing pies uh. at kids and doing oh, absolutely. whatever. Okay. Alright, so, ha, my name is John, and this story happened back when I was taking summer schooling back in middle school. 
The middle school in my hometown is well known for being haunted because it was apparently built on an old burial ground. Classic. Growing up, I heard stories from my older sister of doors closing on their own frequently or things moving around with nobody nearby or other paranormal events. I didn't do too well in school in seventh grade, so at the end of the year, I was told I would have to take summer school to make up for it. One day, someone's pencil or something went missing, and we all joked about it being the ghost of the school, which led us to actually looking into the stories that we'd heard from our older siblings. We decided that day to take our lunch break to actually look around the school and see if we could catch the ghost in an empty classroom or something. I'm getting, like, phasmophobia vibes. Yup, yup, Oh, God. Mm. <laughs> Everyone made up their own story of having seen the ghost, so I decided to take the basement floor, brave, where the art and sex ed rooms were. As I started walking down the hallway, I saw a shadow standing at the other end of the hall against the lockers. As I took a couple more steps into the hallway, the shadow suddenly started running towards me and I suddenly felt a chill in the air. Oh, no. Horrifying. When I asked my friends if anyone had been outside, they said that nobody had been in the front of the building. I couldn't shake the feeling of unease for the rest of the day. I love the the idea of a bunch of middle school kids going on a ghost hunt in the middle of summer yes, school. Yeah, it's like, very like Scooby-Doo. I right? love it. I love yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. It sounds horrifying, but it also sounds like you kind of had a really good time. I was going to say, John, that sounds like very like adventure. I'm getting right? like 80s. That is a summer experience. Yes, I yes, like it. Absolutely. I like it. Absolutely. Okay. On to story numero five. All right, so story number five is coming from Lance. Huge shout out to Lance for this one because we're really excited to read it. We weren't expecting any stories about possession. These are great, seriously. I remember watching The Exorcist as a kid and the idea of losing control of everything to something so evil just scared the absolute crap out of me. And this story actually freaked me out, so I loved it. I have not seen The Exorcist to this day. I've, I mean, I've seen the famous, like, you know, pea soup scene and, like, the down the stairs scene, but, like, I'm, I'm good with that, honestly. The possession things and the demon things... Ooh, I don't like it. To me, like it's it. one of those things where do I believe in it? I don't. I want to say no, but I sure as hell don't want to be wrong. Mm-hmm. It's the same way I feel about Ouija boards. Yep, exactly. I exactly. am not. It, it's a classic case of like, let's not fuck around and find out, please mm-hmm. and thank you. Okay, Lance, so here we go. First off, I love your podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, he has two stories for us. Feel free to use either both or none. We use well, both. We're going to use both, dude, obviously. So story number one, the possession. Back in 2005, after graduating from high school, I was driving my girlfriend home after a date. I decided to take the long route to her house, which passed by a cemetery. When I got to the four-way stop at the cemetery, there was a man standing in the middle of the crossroads wearing a dark hoodie. First of all, I've heard if you meet a man in a crossroads that you're not supposed to make deals with them. So first, <laughs> like right off the bat, I'm like, mm-mm, no thank Bad you. Uh, a little backstory on this man. He was a well-known drug addict and not someone you wanted to meet in a dark alley. So not a de- demon looking to like make a bargain for your soul, but like still not someone you want to come across, I guess. Uh, this was about midnight. As I pulled up to the stop sign and noticed him, he slowly raised his head up slightly, and I can only describe this as his eyes were bright white, no pupils, and I felt the most dreadful feeling in my life overcome me. He cracked a smile, not moving any muscles other than that. It felt like about 15 seconds to me, but I was frozen. 
Finally, I feel a slap across my face and I come to. My girlfriend was screaming, tears streaming down her face and telling me to start driving. I sped away as quickly as I could. She said she had been yelling and screaming for five minutes and said I looked like I was in a daze, not moving at all during the time. It was the most terrifying experience of my life. Ah, I can't even imagine. Oh, no, Mm. thank you. That's horrifying. Oh my God. Crazy. Okay. So for story number two, the haunted hollow in my hometown, there was a little back road that went downhill into a little hollow and then back up. An old neighbor of mine told me and some friends the story of the old woman of the hollow, a woman whose husband left her, she passed away, and her spirit remained there waiting for him, or at least that's what I was told. At times, her spirit would appear in the hollow and then disappear. We just thought it was the old man trying to scare us, as older people do to kids. One day, I was around 13 years old, my brother and I were driving and had to go through the hollow. It was around midnight. As we went down the hollow, a mist formed, not just outside. It actually formed in my brother's car as well, and the temperature felt like it had dropped about 50 degrees. Just as quickly as the mist formed, it disappeared. The temperature then returned to normal. I don't know how to explain it, but I experienced it. I hope these stories fit with what you're looking for. Keep up the amazing work. Lance Damrius Reeves. Thank you so much, Thank Lance. you. That's terrifying. Those are whole. Let me tell you, I would never, I would be like, I don't care if it's another 15 kilometers to go around. We are going around the hollow. Although, I know I wouldn't, though. I'm an idiot like that. I'd be yeah. like, let's explore the hollow at midnight I, with just our flashlights. I feel like me, because I was definitely a little coward when I was a teenager. I didn't even like watching horror movies and shit. But I could totally see my two best friends at the time being like, we're going to see the spirit. And me being like, okay, I just want to ride home. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Those were both horrifying. Seriously, thank you so much for taking the time to share those with us. I'm always so interested to hear people's experiences with the paranormal, whether it's hauntings or like Lanza's story, like straight up possession. My mind always tries to find a way to explain it. And it's like, were you possessed? Was it some kind of seizure? Right. Like, what is this? But like, you saw that guy in the crossroads and then it happened. Like wild and that's the other thing too is like there were more there there wasn't just one person there that witnessed it you know what i mean true like, that's yeah thing. yeah that's Ugh. i mean yeah if there's more than one person to corroborate your story dude i believe you right Straight absolutely up. this story was sent in by our friend mr badger thank you so much so this story takes place in a gentleman's club ghost in a strip club what a great movie. Right? I would watch the <laughs> shit out of Ghost in the Absolutely. Club. All right. So, when I was 21 in 2002, I moved to Phoenix, Arizona. I was going to school and through weird circumstances got a job as a doorman at a gentleman's club. It was a slow night, no customers for about two hours, and we all gathered by the front door cage. I stood in the doorway back to the club because everyone was at the front of me. The manager and some of the dancers that had been there the longest were talking about paranormal things and mentioned that the club that we worked at was haunted. I scoffed because at the time, I didn't really believe in the paranormal. They told me how a man was murdered in the parking lot by another customer for some reason or another. His spirit was said to stay outside and mess with people's cars. They also said that a dancer was murdered there years ago. I can't remember why, probably a jealous lover, I think. The manager said that he's heard the sounds of heels on the tile in the bathrooms when no one else was in the building, as well as that he heard giggling in the dressing room when no one else was there. A few minutes after telling everyone this, I felt hands run up my back, over my shoulders, and down my chest, as if a woman were hugging me from behind in a seductive way. 
I spun around quickly because everyone was in front of me. It's not much, but it's a moment that has stuck with me for over 20 years. I still remember what it felt like, even though I don't remember the names or the faces of the people that were there with me. Aww. She was just a dancer, and she's like, hey, handsome. Right? She is working. She's doing her thing. Hey, lovely boy. What you up to? I, I do like the idea of a haunted strip club. I do, too. I think that's great. And as much as the circumstances around a ghost haunting a strip club would probably be pretty tragic. That is a good point. Which makes me sad. I No one deserves an end like that but it's almost kind of comforting to me like if I were a baby stripper and I was like yeah it's haunted by an older dancer and that's cool like she looks out for us she's nice or maybe it was a lady who died when she was older and she came back as herself at her prime I like that right I'm, yep. I'm trying to spin it into the positive Maybe here. some people don't think don't it's romantic. Know. I think there's something kind of romantic. You know what? I just hope that whatever they were doing, they were just happy. I hope so. Right? Yep. I, unless you were, like, a real bastard during your life. Like, I hope that, like, Jeff, Jeff Bundy. <laughs> Jeff Bundy. <laughs> Fuck Jeff oh, Bundy. Jeff Bundy. <laughs> Fuck that guy. No. <laughs> um, Ted Bundy is what I meant to say. I hope if Ted Bundy is, I hope he's... I hope he's haunting a toilet that no one... I hope he's haunting a porta potty that's disused in the middle of the forest. No, I hope that he is haunting a porta potty on a very busy job site with <laughs> bad safety standards and a burrito stand right next door with, like, oh, yeah. just, uh, like, a hot sauce factory next to it. And that is all that he can do. Yeah. he Looking I, up, mouth wide open. Yeah. Good. I hope if the fates are, like, the true ladies that we imagine them to be, that they would took one look at his ghost and was like, oh, no, 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 sir. Porta potty. Yeah, we have a special place for you. The beautiful dancers that met Untimely End, they're going to have nice afterlife. Exactly. They're going to be calm and comfortable. This next story is extra creepy because it involves an animal. Do you, do you think animals can sense things like ghosts? Oh, my God, absolutely. Like, sometimes I'll catch one of my pets staring at what looks like nothing, and I always wonder if they're seeing something that I can't see. It, like, it usually turns out to be, like, a mosquito or something that flew into the house. But still, like, I often find myself wondering about this because, like, what do they see that we don't see? Mm-hmm. Right? Has Buffy ever responded to something weird that you couldn't explain? Like, is she brave when it comes I, to that? You know, often we've noticed her staring, like, at the ceiling or the corner of a room for no apparent reason. But she's never had, like, an aggressive or, like, fear response to anything unseen as far as you know, as long as we've known her. I would say she's fairly brave, but I've never really seen her scared of anything. She's kind of, I don't know, she's got a sassy attitude problem, so. (laughs) But we also rent our home at the moment, and according to our neighbor, who lived next door for like 30 years or more, he said um, that there's been a few sketchy tenants over the years, including, uh, fun fact, a grow-up, which is fun. Um, But as far as we know, no reason for the house to be haunted. All right, let's uh, let's get into this one. Okay, so here we go. Hello, fan of the show. Thank you so much for taking these submissions. Thank you. I've always been open to the idea of the paranormal, or more specifically, ghost hauntings, and perhaps even had a chance occurrence here and there, but by far the most intense experience I ever had happened to me in middle school. I was staying at a friend's house, and he had previously told me that the place was haunted. He kind of had a big mouth, so I took it with a grain of salt. 
However, one night I stayed at his house and we were up pretty late. His parents were out late as well. We were sitting in his living room when I thought I saw my jacket move slightly while hanging on the back of a chair in the dining room, just the sleeve as though someone had brushed it. Almost immediately, my friend's dog went to the entrance of the room, sat, and started whining. For reference, we were in the living room and we were separated by a kitchen from the dining room. I told my friend about my jacket and coupled with the dog's behavior, he was visibly alarmed and we went up to his room. I lay down in his bed while he took the floor. Not long after... <laughs> now, it says he shit up from the floor, but I'm assuming you meant he sat up from the floor. It sounds pretty scary. You may have just shit up. I, I probably would have in any of these situations. So, uh, anyway, so not long after, he sat up from the floor looking scared and said that he heard a door open downstairs. This was from the laundry room, which he had indicated was the source of a lot of incidents. Again, phasmophobia vibes. Right? Don't oh trust the laundry rooms. We were still in an empty house, aside from his dog. Shortly after hearing the door, his dog became upset again, closer to his room. The door was closed. Not long after, his bathroom door, closest door across the hall from us, began shutting, opening, and shutting again. Oh, no, 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 no. no. Don't like. Repeatedly and aggressively. No, don't like it. Mm -mm, I'd be running out of that house so fast. This is paranormal activity Mm -hmm. vibes. Like, anything where... And it seems so innocent. Like, a door opening and closing. Like, it's not bad, but But it's then when it's mad at you, right? When it's slamming, gives me... No, don't like it. Uh, Nothing further occurred, but his parents got home later in the night, and their reaction to our retelling told me that they had no part in any of the occurrences. It was pretty unsettling. I would say so. Yeah, see, this is what I mean. Like, what did the dog know? I want to know what the dog knew. Well, they, like, they say that animals are far more sensitive to things than humans. Like, shout out to my friend Jade. She has a cat called Finn. He's adorable. He's black and white and he has a mustache. I love him. Um, But we used to joke that he communes with the devil because he'd pick a random spot in her home and just stare seemingly at nothing for, like, very long periods of time without (laughs) blinking and then he would just like make a mad dash across to the other side of the apartment so maybe he was seeing ghosts like we we did joke that he communed with the devil so see and the thing about a cat seeing a ghost versus a dog and i have cats and dogs and i love them both Mm -hmm. dearly but like my dogs would probably try to save me Oh, a cat would My cats would be no. like, fuck you, no. my. No, if anything, a cat would be like, yeah, I don't take her, I don't care. Right? Yeah, like, fine, this lady fine. just feeds me, it's yeah, fine. That's all. No big deal. Thank you so much for Thank sending you. that story. That was terrifying. <laughs> all right, it's time for our final story. I want to do, keep sending your submissions, guys, because I want to do this again. Seriously, it goes without saying, but if you want to share an experience with us for a future episode, please email us. Again, it doesn't have to be just a paranormal story. No. did Share like, your it, stories with us. Yeah, if, if if you've had like a run-in with a serial killer or like you knew someone who knew someone like i i love hearing all of that yeah shit. if you did that then definitely get a hold yes. of us we want to talk to you guys absolutely okay so let's get into the final story all right so hi i'm jeffrey hi jeffrey and i figured i'd share one of my most memorable paranormal experiences so i've had a number of weird things happen to me throughout my life seen a number of shadow people and heard lots of strange voices and movement in hallways but one of the most memorable and possibly terrifying things happened to me several years back. I was in high school and I had been reading in my room one night. I went to the bathroom just to grab a cup of water, but for some reason I felt the need to look down the stairs. 
I legitimately still don't know why I felt the urge to, especially since the stairs went down a few steps, had a landing, and then turned a corner and went all the way down to the living room and a closet. So I creeped down the stairs and peeked around the corner and I saw a woman. First of all, if you're not expecting to see someone in the middle of the night in your home, immediately no. Immediately no. <laughs> um, people who have seen my streams might know this, but I have a life-size Dwayne Johnson cardboard cutout. I've had cardboard cutouts scared the shit out of me before, too. And it has scared me so yes. many times. And I'm always just really glad that it's just a cardboard cutout. <laughs> well, even... So, in the corner of the room where we record the podcast, I have my dress form. And on top of it, I have a British military safari helmet for no particular reason. But you could see, oh, if yeah. I walked past my hallway and it was dark, it just catches you out of the corner of your eye. Yeah, it's exactly. It's me numerous times. And this gets even worse. So... <laughs> The worst part was I could see through her. She wore a dress and everything about her was pure, pale, white. Dress, skin, hair. It was like some kind of filter was overlaid atop of her. She was walking up the stairs and I don't think she saw me or was aware, but I was very much aware of her. I jumped and ran into my room and shut the door before I sat on my bed, just terrified of what I had seen. I didn't sleep that night. And while I never saw her again, there were several times we heard someone walking up the stairs when there was no one near them. And we even found weird footprints in our attic when we kept the door locked and bolted shut. Ooh, I don't. A freaky oh, attic, Jeffrey, man. dang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was also the same house where I'd catch strange shadows watching me from behind doorways and peeking around things. And where I swore something lived down in our basement. There was always this heavy presence down there and it just felt like it was saying, you aren't wanted here. I was relieved when we moved and while some weird stuff still happens, it's not nearly as creepy as that house was. I often wonder if like, obviously as we've evolved as humans, if like there's still that sort of residual instinct that like picks up on those things, whether it's like weird energy or like whatever it is. I definitely, I think that some people could possibly have that because in a way it's a survival instinct right like if you're more sensitive to certain things your body's going to be on alert for it yeah the other thing that I often wonder about is like some people have the theory that like when you see a ghost if they were to see you you would appear like the ghost to them Mm -hmm. it's kind of like the two realms like planes um, like overlapping oh my god what's that movie the others the other exactly exactly where they are just kind of as scared of you as you are of them if that makes sense oh that's that's what's scary about stuff like this and it goes back to our discussion earlier on different types of hauntings there's something about seeing a figure you can't explain and the fear and confusion that goes into that idea but like the idea of an entity straight up knowing you are there and not wanting you around is is horrifying i agree i i do feel like ghosts like i could fuck with like if i moved into a house that was haunted i would just stand in my kitchen and just be like hey look we can cohabitate like civil entities and all get along yeah i'll be respectful like clearly you're here because you've been through some trauma let's make the best out of a bad situation exactly right? like maybe this was your home at one point yeah. so like i can be understanding but if i catch you scaring my dog or like leaving the kitchen cupboards open or making the walls bleed we're gonna have words and yep. specifically like you're gonna have words with many priests demons on the other hand you can get the fuck out like no no thank you not today satan not about it 
Seriously, like, that's the kind of stuff, like, I, I've actually been listening to a lot of haunting stories and poltergeist stories over the last little bit, and, like, that's the one thing where it's just, like, the idea of it being... Malicious. A, yeah, a yeah. residual haunting I can get on board with, because it's, like... Oh, yeah, that's just the lady in her spare room, it's fine. She just walks back and forth for six hours straight every night, you it's know, no biggie. Yeah, no biggie. But, like, the idea of it being something that straight up either doesn't want me there, wants to hurt me, or hates me... Yeah. In my home? Yeah. No, not, not today, No, sir. thank you. Mm-hmm. That was... That was so much fun. I love this, guys. Oh, my God. Thank you guys so much. We really enjoyed being able to bring you guys a new kind of episode. And we couldn't have done it without all of your submissions. So a giant shout-out to everyone who sent their emails in. And if we didn't read your story today, please don't worry. It's not... We didn't look over you. There's going to be more opportunities. I I hope so, anyway, because I want to do another episode. Yeah, we actually... We have a few more stories in our emails that I want to share in the near future. Because, like I said, we've gotten so many good submissions. Like, you guys are amazing. If you have other stories to share, please send them to us at thegrimcurriculum at gmail.com. And just things like um, if it's a story you want to tell, but like you would like the names changed or anything like that, or you're not comfortable with us using your name, just let us know. We'll we'll change it, or you can change it ahead of time or whatever, like whatever you're comfortable with. Exactly. Either yeah. way, we're just really excited to hear from you yeah. guys. And again, if episode suggestions... Um, Honestly, feedback. If you want to just, like, say hi to us, you can say hi to us. Like, all sorts of stuff. Because you can either, you know, tweet at us or we're on Instagram and Facebook. So, um, on Facebook, you can just search us, The Grim Curriculum. On Instagram, we are The Grim Curriculum. And we are Grim Curriculum on Twitter. You can also find us on social media. I'm Dina V on Twitch. Dina V IG on Instagram and Dina V tweets on Twitter. And I'm ominous underscore walrus on Twitter and ominous walrus on Instagram. Thank you so much for joining us today. This has been the The Grim Grim Curriculum. Curriculum.